Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Concrete CEO Podcast. For today's episode, I got a really special one. I'm really excited. I wrote down 23 different ways that we can market our contracting business, and I'm not going to go super deep in any of the topics, but the whole purpose that we're doing this is I know a lot of people were always struggling for leads, we're looking for more work, and sometimes it could feel overwhelming, right? Especially if um, I've been there plenty of times and maybe you only are booked out for a couple days or a week or even a couple weeks and it starts to get really stressful because if you don't have constant work coming in the door and you got a lot of mouths to take care of, a lot of overhead, it starts to get really stressful if you don't have work lined up. So the purpose of this is if you can learn all of the different ways you can market your business, it should make the whole thing, one, feel a lot less stressful, but two, it should give you some ideas of different ways that you can get work if you're lacking work. So without further ado, number one is a website, and just so you guys know, the way that I'm going to talk about this is I'm going to do some of the more easy and common ones in the beginning, and I'm going to get towards some of the ones that we all forget about towards the end, so make sure you stay all the way to the end. So with the website, we all know what a website is, right? It's just a virtual place on the internet. Like the way I like to think of it, it's almost like a storefront, right? And the only difference is instead of a physical location, it is a virtual location. And just like storefronts, there's some storefronts that are on prime real estate. Let's just say a very popular intersection where there's tons of cars that drive past, people see the road sign, um, it's very visible. Then there's other storefronts who are maybe like behind a warehouse and literally no one even knows exist. And with a website, it's even more like that place. How I like to think of a website, it's just a place for people to learn more about us, especially as we go farther and farther into the future. People want to learn more about you, your your services, your offering way before they even call you. Okay, it's not like just back in the day when they just like look up phone numbers and start calling. Some people do that, but a lot of people in today's day and age, they wanna see pictures, they wanna see your services page, they wanna see where you serve. They don't want to ever talk to you if they don't have to, and that's what your website should accomplish. It's more of like an information gathering place. Um, the reason why I'm going so into depth with this is number two is the landing page, and a lot of people think they're the same thing. A landing page is technically a website, But a website is not a landing page, if that makes sense. So what a landing page is, it's basically just a website, except it's only one page, and it's used for something completely different. A landing page is a place where you can put all of your services in one place, and you put tons of like call-to-action buttons. That's like call-us forms, your phone number, et cetera. The whole goal of a landing page is you use that with ads, because when someone clicks on an ad – They want, like at that point, they're most likely ready just to get in touch with you. They're not trying to research at that point. So that's what we use a landing page for. Number three is we have the dreaded pay-per-lead services. And I know a lot of people, they hate them, including myself, but I will say I use um, Angie Leads every now and again, and that's only if I'm desperate, which is basically the winner. So the the winner, you know... um, it's kind of like our our beer goggles go on a little bit and other things that would appear really unattractive in the summer all of a sudden seem attractive because we're so desperate. So that's how I would describe paper lead services. If you're desperate and you need work, it's not bad to have an account with certain paper lead services, whether that's Angie Leads or Thumbtack, et cetera. Um, but the way that I look at those is they're only as a worst case scenario. The downside of them is they're expensive. Oftentimes they're about a hundred bucks per lead and half the leads are literally like not even real or like they're people that never wanted to be contacted. 
Um, so it's expensive. They also sell the leads to other people. We all know about them, but you know, if you're desperate, it's not a bad idea. So keep in mind, right? Don't ever think like, don't ever let your ego get in the way. If you're short on work, you have to do whatever you have to do to get work and keep your overhead working, keep your guys working, keep your equipment working. Make sure you're bringing in gross profit because what's more, what's worse than paper lead services? Not having any work. Okay. So I know it's shitty, but if we got to do what we got to do, then it is what it is. All right. Number four is SEO. I know SEO is a term that's thrown out all the time. And as contractors, a lot of us probably don't even know what that means. So let me break that down. What SEO stands for is search engine optimization. All that really means, it's just a fancy term for saying that we are going to do things that allow our website to get ranked higher in search engines like Google, um, Bing, for instance, Yahoo. They're all different search engines, right? Obviously, the big one is Google. And what SEO consists of is getting more reviews, having more pictures on your website, doing things like title tags and meta tags, um, certain things that we don't necessarily have to know how to do ourselves. The biggest thing is just to know that Google will only, it will rank active websites more than dormant. So if you have a website and haven't touched it for 10 years and don't get any leads from it, that's probably why. So the goal is to be active on it, always be adding info, adding pictures, getting reviews, etc. SEO is one of my favorite ways to get leads because the cool thing with SEO is you're not paying for it once it's done in your ranking. You're just getting free traffic to your website and that traffic turns into leads, aka free leads, my favorite type. Number five, Google Ads. So Google Ads, if you can't rank your website through SEO and getting free traffic, there's Google Ads. And Google Ads means that you're paying Google to be listed at the top of Google. Um, again, this is a pretty expensive option, but I do notice that leads that come from Google ads, one, they're exclusive. So you're not sharing it with a bunch of people. Um, but two, you, um, you're dealing with someone who's actively researching and looking for concrete. So typically they're pretty serious people, at least what I found. One of the biggest challenges that I hear other concrete contractors facing is that they're not getting enough leads in their business. And if this is you, if you're looking for more leads and not just leads, because we all know that there's things like Home Advisor, Angie's List, et cetera, where you can pay per lead, but those leads are also being sold to other concrete contractors. I'm talking about the leads that specifically reach out to you and your business looking for a quote directly from you. This is the exact type of marketing that me and my team here at Concrete CEO specialize in. If this is something that you're interested in, check the link down below. I'm going to include my email. Just email me over what you're looking for as far as marketing. And we should be able to help you get some more leads. And we could set up a phone call, you and me, just to discuss the marketing strategy of your business. And I can put together a custom game plan for you. So again, if this is something that you're interested in, check the show notes for next steps on exactly how to reach out to us for marketing related questions. And without further ado, let's get right back into the podcast. Number six is Facebook and Instagram ads. So just like Google on Facebook and Instagram, you could pay the platforms themselves to actually run ads to your target audience. I really like this and it's a little bit different, right? Because Google is what's called intent-based marketing. That means that you're putting yourself in front of people who are actively searching for concrete. Facebook and Instagram are completely different. You got to think of like the mindset of what someone is when they discover you. Like if they're on Google and they're searching, they're obviously like ready to talk to you, et cetera. On Facebook, Instagram, they're probably just scrolling through their phone um, at night after work trying to relax and you have to have an ad that is eye-catching because they probably weren't thinking about concrete or whatever service you provide at that moment. But the goal is 
that you inspire them through your pictures and through um, your copy, at, aka your text on there. Basically just like, oh my god, yeah, that's right. I could use a new patio or yeah, I am really tired of looking at my crappy driveway, right? So I love Facebook and Instagram ads. Um, I've seen leads for as cheap as like 10 bucks per lead or as much as like $100 per lead. So it kind of just depends if you're doing it right in what area of the United States you're in, but an awesome option. Number seven is mailers. And so what I would say, if you're going to do mailers, I would really recommend not doing the typical mailer approach, which is you just like do a short little blurb about you and then uh, send it out to like 10,000 people. Um, the, the reality is mailers are really not looked at anymore. And I know some people think that they're really effective. Um, but if it were me and I was going to do it, I would drive through neighborhoods and write down all the driveways that look really crappy. And I would only send mailers to those address to those addresses. And I would make it a little bit creative. Maybe you don't even just send a mailer. Maybe you send, for instance, like a, um, oh gosh, I'm trying to come up with something on the spot. What if you send even like a really cheap like pen in a super small box and it just says, hey, want us to pencil you in for your driveway to be replaced in the summer? Like give us a call. Like I would do something creative and something that stands out where people would actually pay attention to it because I don't know, at least to me, I'm not trying to just mail everyone and have like a 0.0001% response rate. I'd really only want to mail the people who would be potentially qualified and I would do something a little bit more expensive, but I would make it catchy and like I like, uh, you know, I'd make it catch their eye a little bit. So that's how I'd approach mailers. Number eight is social media. And a lot of people think social media is just posting a picture every now and again. But what I would venture to say is social media really should be looked at as social. We should be sharing things, like sharing things about new hires in your company, employees of the month. We should be sharing progress updates on some projects, right? We should be talking about educational stuff. We should actually show us as owners inside our social media strategy. Um, Because that's the goal is if you actually make it social and make it cool, make it fun, you could actually do really, really well on social. But if you're just on there, just throw up pictures, you know, once every two months, yeah, I mean, you're not going to get anything from it. Number nine, word of mouth. So I know a lot of people think that this isn't actually an active form of marketing, which doesn't have to be, but there are ways to increase your word of mouth. Number one is obviously do amazing work. So that's kind of a no-brainer, right? If we do better work, we're going to get more word-of-mouth leads. Duh. Number two is how often do we actually ask for referrals? And we can do this through phone calls, through texts. We can also even do it through just drip email campaigns. Like, for instance, how often do you email someone one year or two years after doing a project, just checking in on them, and then asking if they know anyone who might be interested in concrete work that they could recommend? Um, And... People, one is it will remind those people that you uh, worked with them in the past. And two, if you're actively asking, it will remind people that you exist. And then it's kind of like, you know how, man, I I don't, what's the law for this? But you know how like if you buy a car and all of a sudden you drive down the road and you see that car everywhere? Well, people are the same way. If you ask for a referral, they might have have heard their friends talking about concrete in the past, but they kind of forgot all about you because you're not top of mind. But if you remind them, hey, we're looking for new clients. If you have any referrals, send them our way. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, You would be shocked how often people would then be like, oh, 
I just heard my friend the other day talking about concrete and I forgot to mention you. It happens all the time. So we have to be active, right? The more active, the better results we get. Number 10, email marketing. We just talked about this, but how often do we do a job and then never talk to someone ever again or even just get a lead and never talk to someone ever again after we don't hear from them? People are meant to be reminded of us once we have earned their trust and at least the respect, at least for them to reach out to you initially, you should not ever let them forget about you. And email marketing is one of the best ways. Number 11 is reviews. And I saw a statistic and there, in today's day and age, 90% of people will look at reviews prior to hiring a contractor. So if you're not taking reviews seriously, that is crazy because that is like one of the biggest impact things that we could do as contractors. I know tons of people are so prideful about their work and they're like, oh, I got tons of happy clients. I don't need reviews, man. And that's just so dumb because just because you, how often are you missing out on work just because you're not asking for reviews and all these happy clients who would have given you a review just didn't because you didn't ask. I mean, to me, it's like, that is like a no brainer. Reviews are literally one of the best things you could do for marketing your business. It should be a top priority as far as your marketing strategy. Number 12 is TikTok ads. The only thing I really want to say about this, it's a new platform. Eyeballs are moving there which means there's a lot of people who are on TikTok who can be advertised to, but not many advertisers. So what does that mean? Lower cost per amount of advertising dollar. So it's a new platform. Let's not be ostriches with with our heads stuck in the sand. Um, I'm investigating this in my business right now. We're about to launch our own TikTok ads. So I will keep you guys posted on how it goes, but don't sleep on new platforms. Number 13, truck and equipment wrapping. So all the time we're driving throughout um, the streets and stuff, and I just got quoted a truck and a trailer full wrap for $6,000, and I'm doing it, and I know some people are like, oh, man, that's super expensive. Other people are like, man, that's really cheap, but for me, $6,000, and I'm going to have the next five years of my truck and trailer looking super professional. Everyone's neighbors will know who we are when we're doing their neighbor's work. Um, and just driving around, right? It's great for brand recognition. The way I look at it, I'm like, there is no way I'm not going to get 60 qualified leads over the next five years from that. So for me, it's just a well worth it investment. Plus people are just going to think of you as a higher brand and will be willing to pay more for your services just because you're well branded. So keep that in mind too. Number 14, company apparel. I see tons of contractors all the time. All their guys look different. They're wearing street clothes. It doesn't look nearly as professional to have all of your people wearing good company apparel, great for branding. It looks clean. It looks good. And your customers will love it too. Number 15 is yard signs. And just like the the top two before, man, I see so many people who are painters or, or landscapers or concrete guys or whatever And then they leave a job and then no one knows who did this beautiful project. And man, yard signs are one of the easiest ways because here's the thing is like if someone already knows that your neighbor chose you, they're already going to trust that their neighbor did a lot of the heavy duty lifting when it came to selecting a company, right? And so if you put up yard signs, those are some of the best leads. We get people who walk down the street and say, hey, I want a quote. That's awesome. But if those people weren't home when you're doing the work and all of a sudden they're not going to know who you are, you can miss out on a ton of good leads if you're not using yard signs. Number 16, which is similar to yard signs but different, is a road sign. 
Um, I personally think this is a little bit cheesy, but if I was desperate, I would do literally whatever I had to to get leads. How often do we drive down like country roads or popular corners and you'll see a sign and it says like painting, call, you know, blank, 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 you know, call the phone number. And I always look at those and I'm like, man, that's like kind of weird that they would do that. They don't put their, their company name on it because everyone knows it's spammy and all that. But I have a friend who does this strategy and he swears by it. He'll spend like 1500 bucks in signs, put up like 100 signs, and he's like, I'll literally get like 200 leads from that. And they're like decent leads. So for me, if I was desperate, I would just buy a whole bunch of these. I would drive all over the city, put them out everywhere, and I would get flooded with work immediately. So again, the whole purpose of this, I'm not telling you to do each of these strategies, but you need to know that they exist. So that way, if, you know, what, whenever times get tough, we should be willing to do whatever. So, and I think road signs is a great example of that. Number 17, and often a huge sleep upon thing, is Facebook online groups. Um, what I did is in my local city and cities, I typed in different groups. So for instance, I'm part of like one called word of mouth for Collins, like the city of Windsor, like Loveland homeowners, etc. I'm in all these different groups and I just stay active in there. Every now and again, I'll post pictures of our work and be like, Hey, we just finished this awesome project in this, uh, in the city. Like let's go Loveland or, you know, just something like that. Like one it's great for marketing and branding and it's free, but two, all the time people are posting those groups because they're trying to find recommendations. Hey, do you recommend any good concrete guys? Do you recommend good landscapers? Do you recommend a good electrician? If you just spend like 10 minutes a day going through these groups and being active, man, it's probably some of the best time spent as far as time compared to how many leads you're going to get. And, uh, and yeah, I guess the one thing that I want to say before we move on to the way I like to think about marketing is there is a pendulum on one side, we have time on the other side, we have money. Some of these strategies require a lot of time, but no money, right? And it may take longer, but, um, we don't have to pay other strategies like ads we pay for, but they take essentially no time. They should work immediately, right? And so that's the way that you want to think about this stuff. Do you have money to buy time or do you have time because you don't have money and you need to be doing things that are active? So Facebook groups, a great active strategy. Hey, just a really quick break for this podcast. If you're getting value, the only thing that I ask in return is if you could please leave a review and subscribe to this podcast. It helps me out tremendously. And the biggest reason why I'm even doing this podcast is just trying to spread the word, trying to spread some of the information that I've used to grow my own business and hopefully help other concrete contractors. So that's all I have for you. Let's get right back to the show. Number 18, online listings. And so a lot of us think that just because we have, like we get listed on Google, actually speaking of which, some of you don't even list your business on Google. It drives me crazy. Take the time, go to Google My Business, list your business. It's literally free and you can get free traffic and free leads from it. But a lot of us also sleep on other directories. And it's crazy to me because a lot of them are free to list on and then you literally just get free traffic, free eyeballs, free leads. It's a one-time setup cost. So man, if you're complaining about work and you haven't done this, it's either because you were ignorant to it and didn't know about it or it's because you're lazy. So now you're not ignorant about it. So if you're complaining about work and haven't done this, then man, that's just crazy. Like God bless you is all I could say. But 
So, and a lot of you are like, well, what the heck are options are there? Here's a couple options just to name a few. Home Advisor, RenovationExperts.com, Angie'sList.com, BuildZoom.com, Thumbtack.com, House.com, Porch.com, SHQ.com, Yelp.com, Services.Amazon.com, GoSmith.com, Fountain.com, Pro.com, TaskRabbit.com. Man, there is a million. If you want a great service that will list you on these directories and they only charge you a one-time fee, it is called brightlocal.com. If you go there, I'm not affiliated with them, but you can run a local citation campaign. They'll list you in all these directories, and I think they only charge like five or six bucks per directory that they list you in. So again, time or money, you choose. Number 19, door hangers. So door hangers are another great one. If you have downtime, get a nice professional to print you out some really, really good ones. Go out, walk, walk the streets, leave door hangers, and um, I get, I've gotten a ton of work from door hangers in the past. Number 20, door-to-door sales. This is so underutilized, and a lot of people think, like, this is not as spammy as what a lot of people think, and it all depends on how you approach it. When we've done door-to-door sales in the past, it's literally so simple. You go, you knock on someone's door, um, you say, hi, my name is Tyler, I'm with XYZ Company. I just want to let you know that we're in the area. I provide this type of service. Here's my card. If you ever need anything, give me a call. Like it's that simple. And you'd be shocked how often, one, people are so used to door-to-door salesmen just like being super pushy and budgy and it's really um, rude. But with this strategy, you're catching someone. You're just like, hey, I'm here to help. And a lot of times they're like, oh man, you seem like a great guy. I actually do need a quote. Like while you're here, can you just give me a quote right now? It's crazy how effective it is. Number 21, networking events. There's things like B&I groups, chamber of commerce, local events. There are so many ways to get your name out. I personally really don't like this strategy. One, I feel like these networking events, the only time that people refer other people is if they're cheap, not the only way, but for us, for me personally, I would rather attract like really high end clientele. So I'd only network with people if I felt like they attract higher end clientele, um, to them. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to act like a rich snob or anything like that because I'm definitely not. But just the type of person who has the best experience with us typically is someone who wants a higher end experience because we have to pay a lot of money to have a project manager, to have office managers, to have uh, estimators. We answer our phones, we get back to email fast. But that level of service is expensive. For So for me, I know the only type of people that would want to work with me are people who want to have that type of luxury experience. Because if they want someone that just does cheap work and they don't care about communication, like they're obviously not going to want to work with us. So if you go to these networking events, I would just choose ones where you're actually networking with people who are of your caliber of business. So I will leave that up to you. Number 22 is referral partners slash dream 100 strategy. This is one of my favorites and it's not, it's similar to network networking groups, but it's not the same. So what this is like, for instance, if you do pergolas, what you have to be thinking is, man, what other contractors are around my type of work all the time, but they don't do that service. So for instance, if you're a pergola contractor, who should, who should you call? Landscapers. Maybe you should call roofing people. There's so many people out there who would know of extra pergola jobs who could refer you the work that probably don't go to networking events. And what I do is I just call people like, for instance, I'm in concrete. So I'll call landscapers. I'll call pole barn builders. I'll call um, custom home builders. And I'll just introduce myself. I'll just say, hey, 
um, you know, ring, 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 they answer, hello. I'll say, hey, my name's Tyler. I actually own a local concrete company here. Um, we partner up with a bunch of other pool builders and we're super experienced when it comes to pool decks. So I wasn't sure if you do your own pool decks in-house or if you sub that out. But if you do sub it out, I would love a chance to talk with you, learn a little bit more about your business and see if we might be able to help you on some of your future projects. You would be shocked at how often a lot of these people are so impressed with the fact that you picked up the phone and are calling them, they know that if you're doing that, then you're probably a responsible company. And then you line up, imagine if you had 100, 100 other contractors always referring you work, man, you would have all the work you would ever need. So that's why I called the Dream 100. Number 23, last but not least, mainly I just said number 23 because uh, I think 23 sounds better than 22. But I put business cards on here. We all know what business cards are. If you don't have them, you should get them. They're kind of a basic. But that is all that I have for today's episode. This was 23 ways of marketing your contracting business. I really hope that this was helpful for you. And again, if you have any questions about any marketing stuff, feel free to email me, Tyler, ConcreteLaunchSecrets.com. Also, don't forget to check out the mastermind that we have, ConcreteCO.com slash mastermind. It's a place for other local contractors to connect, learn about marketing, learn about sales, learn about pricing strategies. And it also has a full um, course built in there as well that was done by me. So if you like my content, you'll really like the course that I put together. Um, so again, concreteco.com slash mastermind. But with that being said, that's it for the episode. I will catch you guys in the next one.